Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. Yes, still advocating the greatness of this nation right here on the C.L. Bryan Show daily daily 1205 in the east until 2 p.m. over red state the talk monster largest talk platform in uh, the nation and the most listened to yes the talk monster from sea to shining sea and around the globe I want to thank all of our friends who replay and rebroadcast our show as well throughout uh, the uh, United States one in particular I want to uh, mention up there loving liberty uh, and my good friend uh, Kathy Smith up there in Utah is doing a fantastic job and uh, look forward to being with them soon, perhaps in the next month. And we look forward to that. Again, this is the C.L. Bryant Show. You're listening to it. And hey, folks, uh, there's so much going on with the um, cancel culture people. And my question is, and you need to ask this, you ask yourself this question. And by by the way, if you don't get both uh, hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to download the free C.L. Bryant Show app in uh, the webs in the uh, app store. My special guest coming up after the top of the hour. At the top of the hour, um, the next hour will be writer, economist, and presidential advisor, my good buddy and colleague Steve Moore. Steve Moore will be joining me, and we're gonna. Look at and see how uh, you can expect your economy, our economy, our nation's economical health to come roaring back in a V fashion. We're going to understand from Steve Moore uh, what that means to you and what the signing of the um, payroll tax holiday is all about. You know that I've been a champion of that. And so let us see what Steve Moore has to say about it. One of the architects of uh, the payroll tax holiday. I'm CL, and, and, and hey, listen, friends, when you look at the cancel culture thing that's going on here right now, you're going to cancel. Listen, I have all the respect in the world for young, innovative uh, people who have clear minds and understand, have a healthy understanding of what America is. In fact, that's who I am partnered with. I, I, I will never get old in, in this lifetime because, uh, I, you know, I may, I may live to be 120 years old, but I'll never be old because I am surrounded by young, innovative minds. I am turned totally uh, i'm just ecstatic by it 
uh, when I am surrounded by young, innovative minds, and then I get a chance to pour into them as well from a historical perspective as well uh, so they can have that perspective. But I also get to see from their angle, their America, you know, five, 10, 20, 30 years from now, I get a chance to see that. And I certainly expect to still be around, uh, you know, uh, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, 60 years from now. I, I still expect to be here. That's why I'm wanting to invest so much into our young people now, because if, if you do it right, I want all of you who are in your 50s, 60s, your 70s uh, to hear me. <clears throat> if you do it right, you can live a long time and contribute to the American landscape for the next 30, 40 years easily. If you do it right, those of you who are in your 50s, your 60s and your 70s. Yes, those of you who are in your 70s, it's, it's, it's very likely as medical science progresses, it leaps every month, every year. The chances are, if you just keep living, you will be able to keep living healthily. The, the, the perception of the older person, the old person, is no longer that 65, 75, 80-year-old guy. No, you have to get about 85, 95 in America today in order, if you haven't taken care of yourself, if, if 85, 90, it should begin to show. If you have taken care of yourself in this nation, with the medical network, the medical science being the way it is, if you take care of yourself, you won't even begin to crack at 80, 85, or even 90. You can still have vitality of life and have all of the historical references that people need to make decisions that are important to our future. Are you hearing me? And so, friends, um, when we examine where we will be eight years from now, if we are able to re I mean, listen, it's not, there's very little secret where we're going to be eight years, four years from now, uh, if we don't reelect Donald John Trump. Oh, you may not want to admit it, and you may be too stupid to know it, because if you don't see it, that it can be very detrimental to where we're, we should be. If you don't see that, then maybe you're too stupid to know it. Americans, if you cannot see that there is a self-destruction, a, a sabotage of the American self, <clears throat> pardon me, that is going on right now, then you are absolutely, there is a sabotage of America that's going on right now. In fact, you can actually say, and my friend, uh, Dr. Marlene McMillan, who has a very, very good book out about poverty. I've read this in her book. In fact, I'm, I'm, I think I'm basically quoting uh, a thought from her. And that is, there is a self-sabotage 
a self-sabotage that can and does take place uh, and what causes uh, these types of inflicted wounds upon ourselves, our individual selves as uh, citizens? How is it that we implode upon ourselves? Uh, the first thing is it's usually a result of an improper view of yourself. If you have a, a, an unhealthy view of you, and we have been fed a steady diet of that, oh yeah, we have, oh my God, we have been fed a steady diet of low self-esteem. And it has led us to the act yeah, yeah, it's an action that we're taking against ourselves because we have convinced ourselves. I'm talking about the people in the streets burning the place down, the people who are allowing their police officers to stand down while the place is being burned down, the people who are letting crime actually explode. I was on with my friend Sean uh, Hanley a couple of, about a week and a half ago, about a week ago. A week ago, I was only Sean. And um, I was saying that, gee whiz, Sean, we can't let uh, New York City get back to the way it was in the 70s and 80s. And he had to stop me. And he said, see, I hate to tell you. But we're already back there. I hate to tell you. But we're already there. And then we get the report <clears throat> out of... Um, New York today, that there are people who are just exit. I mean, it's, it's like the escape from L.A. It's an escape from New York. And you know what the idiot mayor of New York says? Well, we don't need them. There are people who are wanting to move here, you know, just the way. No, no, there's not. Mayor de Blasio. And, and I'm sure that the people of New York City uh, cannot wait to vote you out next time. They should have voted you out this last time. But, you know, I guess they went with the devil they knew and I got they got him. You see, that's exactly why you cannot vote out Donald John Trump. It's because Joe Biden is the devil that you know and you'll get him. He's the devil that you know. Joe Biden is, and you'll get him. Trump has been a blessing to this country. They have tried to make him appear to be a divisive figure. However, his actions, if seen properly, have been very uniting. When you give $100 million, uh, to shore up... Uh, uh, HBCUs to make sure that they have an ongoing program where no other president, including the first black president of the United States, did that. No, no other president has done that. But this president has, but you know, yet black people are, are being taught to hate him. How, how do you do that? How, how, do you, how are you taught to hate the one who brung you? Because it's, it's certainly when the Democrat Party who brung you that eight hundred million at, at uh, um, hundred million dollars. No, it, it wasn't uh, 
the Democrat Party who brung you. They weren't the Democrat Party who brung you uh, the Civil Rights and, uh, Act of 64 and 65. No, it was the Republican Party. It would not have happened without uh, Republican help and intervention. It would not have happened. Now, the Democrats said, um, oh, yeah, the, the Democrat um, legislators, 64 and 65, had basically shot it down in walks Edward Dirksen from Illinois. If it had not been for Edward Dirksen, oh, get my movie, Runaway Slave, get that. Get my movie. Award-winning film. I, I, a young brother of mine uh, yesterday was uh, quoting some statistics, and he was appalled that in, this, in New York City, in certain years, there are more babies that are aborted than born. He said when he read that, he was just appalled at it. And of course, uh, I had to tell him that my film, Runaway Slave, pointed that out seven years ago, almost eight. And in fact, it has been eight years ago. My God, it's been eight years since I made Runaway Slave. But we made that. We told the whole world that, and every time that that was mentioned in any theater that I was in, <clears throat> when we, um, or any any theater or any private showing or wherever we were uh, showing this film, of course we did show in limited release across the nation in theaters across the nation. But um, whenever I was in a theater, when that statistic was mentioned, there would always be an audible, <sighs> what? He couldn't believe it. They could also not believe that the two Democrat senators who voted against the Civil Rights Act in 1957, they, they could never believe that those two Democrat senators who voted against the civil rights, the, uh, the um, yeah, uh, the, the Civil Rights Act of 1957 were John Kennedy and um, Lyndon Baines Johnson. There's also an audible gasp. Runaway Slave was the groundbreaking movie that did, in fact, reveal all of these things that so many people are taking as common knowledge. Now, it wasn't common knowledge when I made the film. I, listen, it was, I was being shouted down and called a heretic and all kinds of things. I uh, lost my church. We lost a church behind making this film. But all in all, I don't have to say I told you so. See the film. But the cause of self-sabotage is because, uh, as Dr. McMillan would tell you, you have an improper view of yourself. <clears throat> Guilt and destruction, you know, become the behavior. If it's not white guilt, then there's inner city destruction. When you have an improper view of yourself, America, then guilt and destruction will become the pattern of behavior. Uh, those who believe they do not deserve success will subconsciously derail any opportunity for success. 
Anytime you start feeding people the mind or feeding them the idea that they don't deserve success, then they will subconsciously derail almost any opportunity for them to be successful. That is one of the most diabolical things to see a person do to themselves in America when we see this thing called the uh, cancel culture then you are seeing guilt and self-destruction at its peak. Self-sabotage at its peak. The solution is the great and the greatest insurance uh, is to take care of your the way you you think and what you allow into your heart into your mind. I fill mine with scripture as often as I can. In fact, uh, his praise and his words are continually in my heart. And every time I say something, I say it from that context. I want you to understand that. Of, of, of who resides inside of me. My, um, you know, my core values are always on display. And my particular discipline and doctrine, Christian doctrine, regardless of if I'm speaking or saying <clears throat> literally or physically the name of Jesus, I'm always saying the name of Jesus because you know, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I, many times I haven't been the best example of one but I sometimes haven't been the best example of my father's son. L.C. Brian, I'm talking about. And I think the only one of us creation creatures who have been the perfect example of the father's son has been Jesus Christ himself. So I'm just a Christian. I'm not the perfect one, though. I'm nowhere near that one. But I'm certainly one. And you can believe this. I will defend the faith. You, my friends, all of you who believe that this nation is a Judeo-Christian nation, then you must too vow to defend the faith because it is the faith that keeps us a republic. It is that Judeo-Christian ethic that keeps us a republic. And if we forget that, if America forgets that we are one nation under God, then it will be, as Ronald Reagan did say, a nation gone under. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryan Show. Glad you could come along with us today as we build the bridge to conversation throughout the great nation. I'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. <laughs> Thank you. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Coming up after the top of the news hour, after the top of the uh, Central Standard 12 o'clock hour, Steve Moore will be joining me at 12.05. Economist, writer, and presidential advisor, Steve Moore, will be joining me. And um, you're going to get a good idea of what is meant by V-shaped recovery and what the payroll tax holiday also means to you. As you know, the organization that I uh, am a part of, a uh, senior fellow with, and of course Steve Moore is our uh, senior economist and advisor there, um, he can tell you that our organization has been a champion of the payroll tax holiday. You've seen my face out there about, you know, as the champion of it. And so, friends, I I want to um, be certain that you have high hopes for our American future and us getting back into the groove. And we can stop this self-sabotage that's been going on. We stop this. So let's do it. In an improper, we have an improper view of ourselves, and we're, we're wanting to get a proper view of ourselves. And the best way to hinder and to stop self-sabotage is to start uh, examining your thought pattern. So, 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 what do you do? I mean, what do you, what do you do? Uh, you know, me, I, of course, uh, feed myself with the Word of God. Self-sabotage is when we say we want something and then go about making sure that doesn't happen. Alice P. Cornyn Selby, that's a quote from her, that's self-sabotage. Yeah, when when... You say, when we say we want something and then go about making sure it doesn't happen. You, you say you want liberty. You say you want freedom. You say you want people to have the ability to express themselves and be themselves. But then you start what's called a cancel culture movement. You self-sabotage it. I mean, gee, uh, listen, we've had a black president in this country. You're self-sabotaging all of that. We, we Why would we want anybody from your uh, uh, arm of the political spectrum 
when we can plainly see that what you do is self-sabotage. You say you want something and then you go about making sure that that never happens. Self-sabotage. You have a sense of self, America. We have a sense of self, but then we actually don't have a sense of self in the sense that we must indeed sabotage this thing. Why? Why do, why would we do that? Why would we sabotage the greatest nation on the face of the planet? It's being expressed, it's being said that uh, there's a substantial chance vote results won't be known on election night. Um, Now, of course, you know, um, there's all types of meddling that's already going on in uh, this um, election. There's a, substan- there's a substantial chance that the nation won't know on election night what the final results will be, even possibly for the presidential race, but that's okay, as the vote will take time to count accurately. Ellen Weintraub, a commissioner on Federal Election Commission, said Monday, we're all going to need to take a deep breath and be patient this year, Weintraub said on CNN's New Day. If it takes a little bit longer to count all the votes accurately, that's what we need to do in order to ensure that everyone votes count, vote counts. Yes, everyone, both living and dead. <laughs> all of the election, all of the votes must be counted. Both the living and the dead. And I can just see those uh, pencils, uh, those uh, registrars out there in the graveyards as we speak. Yeah. As we Self-sabotage comes from the heart and the antidote is found in dealing with the issues of sometimes a heart that doesn't understand its own wealth. Wealth starts within. And this is why self-development teachers talk about the inner game of wealth. Yeah, the Bible is clear that out of the heart flows the issues of life. Self-sabotage comes from the heart. And the antidote is found in dealing with the issues of the heart. From the heart, from the heart flow the issues of life. That's why you can be manipulated so easily. 
by color. It's a thing that's emotional. And it becomes an issue. Whether it should be or not, because the same scripture tells us that the heart is deceitful. So the issues of your life many times may not actually be the issue because they flow from the heart. And the heart can be very deceitful. Your spirit man, um, person, who actually looks out of those eyes of yours, who sees the world, that person who lives forever, the spirit inside of you. The eyes themselves have no ability to, to, to actually perceive. They can see, you know. But perception is a whole different story. It's a, a mind thing. And that, that person who interprets what your eyes see, that person who is inside of you, an invisible person who is inside of you. That person has issues that are presented to them every day and right now in that American context. There are issues being presented to us But if we do not deal with them and if we do not see the twisted and warped approach that so many Americans are having to their American future right now, then the things that we say we want, we're going to go about doing everything we can possibly do not to get them. You, you say you want to be prosperous, but yet you will support people burning down stuff. <laughs> what? Now, as I was about to say earlier, and uh, I thought, you know, I go off on rabbit trails, but I'm back. I'm back now. <laughs> I respect young people's minds. So, with their have their heads screwed on right, and they have uh, a thought pattern that is um, conservative based, and they are, you know, understand the Judeo Christian ethic and what this nation is about. I I I work with young people like that. Um, Jason Pye being one that I can uh, certainly uh, think of. Sarah Anderson being another. It's, um, it's just young minds. Uh, Parisa Sigi, uh, Sigi is uh, another. Noah Wall, you know, another. Brilliant, nice minds, great minds. And, um, you know, Mac, uh, my, good, my, my, my good buddy, uh, you know, Kat, and, and you're talking about, you know, Joseph, Peter, people like that. Good, good minds. Very, very good minds. And they keep me young because in Dursey, you know, we're around um, so, you know, being around young people like that who have good minds and have the same core values as you have. 
it helps you see it generationally. Helps you see America from a, a bigger view. I have a panoramic view from the past to now. I'm, I'm able to give them that panoramic view, and they're able to allow me to see into places that uh, many times um, men my age are not able to see into, especially being black like I am. Um, I'm not able to naturally see into certain places where young people are. But having colleagues who are young, innovative, bright, you know, that gives me access to young thought, which is keeps you young. But even though I respect young people, I used a word just a moment ago called panoramic. What culture does, what history does, and monuments and those types of uh, relics of the past and reminders of the past, they give you a panoramic view of your world and what was in it, what is in it, what will be in it in the future and what we will be able to refer back to in the future. Uh, because, uh, that's, that's why you have monuments and so forth to even people that you may not have liked. If the Germans want a statue of Hitler, it's up to them. You know. But that's up to them. And it should be up to us, all of us, whether or not we want to see our history, our American culture told, and the story of it told, in proper fashion. Oh, we know the the pros and cons of um, you know history. We're we're wise enough to uncover the history of it ourselves, and we understand that there are some things that are in history recorded in history that are not exactly accurate. We understand that. We do understand. But we also understand that you cannot. No, America, anything about America, really, can't understand America unless you understand properly what happened. Why did it happen? And what was it about? I'm talking about the Civil War. Unless you tell the story. You can't change culture. You can't, um, you know, you, you always have countercultures. Yes, of course you can have countercultures. I was part of a counterculture myself. For a long time. But America was different then. You could have differences of opinions and be disagreeable, be and disagree, but not be disagreeable. 
Now it is fad, it is sport to be disagreeable and nasty. And some people say, well, see, you, you're one to talk. You're, you're big time disagreeable. And we've heard you be kind of, kind of nasty there at times too. Well, possibly so. <laughs> but, uh, that is part of my commentary a lot of times. What the representatives and senators are sent to Washington to do is not to be disagreeable with them. They're sent there to work things out with one another for the American people, but you and me have allowed them to just do whatever they see fit to do without any input from you and I as Joe Citizen. And now, come November 3rd, you are going to have to make the Democrats answer for this. This debacle has been on them. This whole three and a half year debacle has been on them. There was no Russian collusion by the Trump campaign or Donald Trump or anyone in his campaign. There was no Russian collusion there. There was, however, Democratic Russian collusion. But there was no collusion, no Russian collusion with Donald Trump. There was none. Absolutely none. There uh, was indeed no reason or grounds to impeach the president. None. Exonerated and in, in the Senate. None. I, um, my wife, um, has has um, told me told me a long time ago that uh, this road that we were on, at the time um, going down, my my wife really liked the president. Um, this road, that it would be one that would be difficult. And it has been, and we would lose friends, and we have. We lost friends, and now she's gone on uh, to be with the Lord and uh, experience another existence, a life uh, untold and unknown. Well, it might be known to us, but it's not uh, revealed here. Um, you know, the scripture tells us in uh, what's that Ecclesiastes, I think it's around the 12th chapter, uh, that when the silver cord is is broken you know it's that thing that tethers uh, your spirit to this body when that silver cord is broken then uh, the this body will return to the earth uh, that that it came out of and your spirit will return to god who gave it you thought i was worth saving so you came and changed my life you thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die for So you said goodbye 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. See how back with you. On this great day in the USA. Yeah, I'm chewing a piece of candy here. And uh, <laughs> you caught me. And uh, it's great. And um, it is one of those days that I am just thrilled uh, to announce uh, my guest that's coming up after the top of the hour. He is someone whose mind you have to respect, admire. Because, especially a guy like me, I was never the strongest in, well, geometry and, you know, I can, I'm good at math. I'm great, great at math. But when it gets into crunching complex figures, this guy that's coming up, Steve Moore, who is a writer and, of course, an economist and presidential advisor, Steve Moore, one of America's best, is coming up. After the top of the next hour, and he's also a colleague of mine at Freedom Works, and um, Freedom Works has been uh, the champion, has led the charge, in fact, of um, bringing, helping to bring about, and supporting the president um, in this payroll tax holiday. And Steve's going to talk to us all about that and the V-shaped recovery that we can expect to have. Um, it seems as though China, Russia, and Iran is trying to hinder uh, or trying to um, <laughs> interfere with our election process. And I can assure you this, they're not trying to help Donald Trump and Iran. I, if China, Russia, and Iran are trying to um, <laughs> interfere in this election, I can assure you one thing. They're not trying to help President Trump. I can assure you of that. They would want to assist and help their comrades in the Democrat Party. Ocasio-Cortez, Bernie Sanders, now Joe Biden, he signed on to him. Omar, Tlaib, Presley. That, that's, that's who... Uh, the Russians and the Chinese and uh, the Iranians want to help. They don't want to help Donald Trump in no way. So that's another thing that you uh, want to take into account when we're talking about this self-sabotaging of America. That is definitely going on. And if you hook your wagon to the Democrat Party, you are hooking your wagon to people who are saying they want something and then 
they go about making sure it doesn't happen. They want an America where everybody is able to uh, enjoy the fruits of liberty and freedom. But then you go and partner with ideals and countries that people don't have liberty and freedom. Are you hearing me? These Democrats are engaging in self-sabotage. They say they want one thing and then they go about to make sure that it doesn't happen. And there is no way that anyone with uh, any, any common sense can see that the stewardship uh, of turning this over to people who want to cancel culture. These are young people wanting to do such a thing, right? Young people wanting to uh, cancel culture. Now, let's look at that for a minute here. Uh, There's a complaint about being poor. Uh, Complaints come from an ungrateful heart and insult the provisions that God has given us here freely as Americans from coast to coast. These Americans, our kids, are beginning to criticize the source of their ability. You see, what they are doing is the exact opposite of what the people in Hong Kong or Iran or any country that feels as though the heavy hand of tyranny, that, that, that knows the heavy hand of tyranny. American youths are doing exactly the opposite of what they're doing. They are tearing down the very source of their abilities. They're they're trying to tear it down. They're wanting to cancel that culture that gave them, that is the source of their ability, especially those young, rich kids out there. Uh, And that's the strangest thing about Hollywood. Hollywood complains about people being underprivileged. Yet, Hollywood goes about supporting things that attack the source of even their success and those who can become successful in this country. Oh, I'm telling you, it's a It's a paradox. Um, Dr. McMillan offers a solution. Opportunity comes to the grateful and the joyful and the one who gives energy instead of taking it. And you do know that. You know it's true. There are people who sap you of your strength. They don't build you up. And I thank God that uh, my wife was one who uh, always energized me. 
energized me. Of course, time came when she began to get ill, and uh, she needed me to energize her. And I, I did as much as I possibly, possibly could and maintain things. But prior to, to that, she was always my battery pack. And um, the saddest thing that's going on right now um, with me is that um, you know that there's something... Uh, missing. It's uh, you. You you have the meal every day. You eat every day, but um, something is not there. Something's missing off the table or in the ingredient in uh, the meal itself. The cake is still good. It's delicious. However, however. It, um, something is quite, is off. And that is where we are in our complaints of being ungrateful. That begins to sap you of your own strength. Prosperous people are grateful people. Prosperous people are grateful people. Martha Washington is noted as saying, I am determined to be cheerful and happy in whatever situation I find myself. Now, the Apostle Paul says it very similarly. For I have learned that the greater part of our misery, our unhappiness, is determined not by our circumstances, but by our disposition. That's what Paul was saying when he says, I've learned to be up, abased and abound, you know, up and down. I've learned to be grateful and content in either one of those situations. That's exactly what the Apostle Paul um was meaning. Martha Washington says it has to do with disposition, and it certainly does. She gets that from Scripture. It has to do with disposition. Prosperous people are grateful people, thankful people. That's true. They bring energy enthusiasm and ideas even when they don't have money they're always bringing about energy they always are enthusiastic they have ideas that's what prosperous people bring to the table in their character even when things may be financially tough, they always have that outlook that it will be better. That's what prosperous people bring to the table. Someone who will cause you not to be prosperous always brings to the table some type of negativity. some type of way of criticizing 
the source of opportunity. Successful people, Americans, know that joy flows from within and is not a result of circumstances. What has kept America being the greatest nation on the face of this planet, the greatest success story that the world has ever known has been our optimism? Oh, you can go back to John Kennedy, that young president saying we choose to go to the moon, not because it's easy, but because it's hard. Therein lies American optimism contained there. That's who we are. But we have grown tired of our own success. And somehow we think that it has not been uh, hard fought. You think all these families, these wealthy families got that money the easy way? Now, it may be true that behind every great fortune is a crime. That very well may be true. I don't know. I should hope not, but it could be true. I mean, on the large, large scale of things, you know, I don't know if Cain ever gained a fortune. I guess he may have, but he committed a crime first. And um, I don't know what kind of fortune Adam and Eve may have actually ultimately gotten here on earth, but they did commit a crime first. So perhaps it's true behind every great fortune, there is a crime. Hmm? Hmm? Moses, uh, yeah, he got a great fortune, but yeah, he committed crimes first. Maybe that's something that is true. Maybe it is. I do know this. Complaining about being poor doesn't help you not be. But I, I will say this. My father said this long before it was thought of. Probably, And this was probably said long before he was ever thought of. But the harder I work, the better things seem. <laughs> no, not the luckier I get. But the, the better things seem. And I don't know who may have said this, but people avoid change until the pain of remaining the same is greater than the pain of changing. Now, uh, I'll be back. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. 
Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is the United States of America. Thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show, coast to coast and border to border, over the talk monster, Red State Talk Radio, the largest talk platform in the country, the talk monster. And if you're traveling to uh, through Times Square, look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not, and you'll see the Red State Talk billboard in CL. Hey, his face looking back at you there in Times Square. The CL Bryant Show pops up there every hour, 24 hours a day. So glad that you've made our show as popular as it has become. I got to tell you something, folks. On with me now is someone who has made and helped make popular uh, something that the president, I think, is going to champion. And he is one of the great minds in our country. Glad to call him colleague and friend. He is writer, economist, advisor to the president, Donald John Trump. He is none other than the senior advisor economically to Freedom Works in D.C., my good friend Steve Moore. Welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, brother? Hey, C.L. I am doing fantastic. Thanks for that nice, nice introduction. And I am doing, I'm on cloud nine. I just think what this weekend has been a total game changer. I think Trump has his game on again. I think this is now a race that is going to be uh, very, very competitive. I, I think a lot of conservatives were kind of deflated and demoralized for the last couple of months. Oh, I can't tell you how many calls I got over the weekend saying Trump is back. Yeah, this is he's going to win. He's you know he's he sounds like the old Donald Trump. He's got the fight in him. It was just fantastic. Yeah, you know, Steve, you're absolutely spot on, and uh, I do think that that V-shaped recovery that you all were talking about, it's on its way again. And I want you to tell the American people what what is the V-shaped recovery? Are we on track for it again? Talk to us about it. Well, we have you know three months we've created. 9.2 9.2 million jobs. That's a lot. You know, now look, we lost 20 some million in the, uh, in the months of March and April. And, uh, but you know, we're getting a lot, we've gotten 45% of the jobs back. So that's a really positive sign. Got to keep the economy open. I hear these liberals say shut down the economy again. I mean, they're crazy. You know, they want it. It's almost like the liberals. I don't feel, I, I think people still want economy to grow. I think they're, they're doing what they can to try to prevent that real recovery that's happening. So, <laughs> but uh, look, we're we're doing pretty well. Uh, I, I we're starting to see a stabilization of cases. Michelle, we lost. It looks like we're losing you. You're fading in and out, oh, Steve. You're can fading you, in you and out. Better now. Yeah, there you go. You're good right there. Okay. I was just saying, if we get the virus under control in these southern states, and that's happening in states like Florida and Texas and. Uh, Tennessee and Arizona, I, I think you're going to see a real powerful expansion this this fall. Steve, when we talk about the payroll tax holiday, that of course you've been a champion of, Freedom Works has been a champion. Of course, the yeah. president's champion. I've had my voice out there. Steve, tell the American people why that's a benefit to our nation as a whole. Talk to us. Well, CL, uh, do you want a seven and a half percent increase in your paycheck? <laughs> of course, who, who wants that? Any, anybody who doesn't want a seven and a half percent paycheck, you know, boost, then you probably don't like what <laughs> Absolutely Trump is right. doing. Absolutely, you know, because this is this is going to give every single worker in America between now and the end of the year 
a 7% payroll. Uh, you know, it, you know, people don't realize that money is withheld from your paycheck before you see it. Before you see it, the government takes their slice out of it. And now for the rest of the year, they're not going to take that slice. Now, this is why, you know why I know this is a great idea? Because Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are livid. They're, they, they look like their <laughs> heads are going to explode. They're so angry. They really do right? seem to be. They really do seem to be that way, Steve. And you're right, folks. That is a sure gauge. That's the barometer as to whether or not we're on the right track. If uh, Nancy or Chuck, Aunt Chuck and, and Uncle Nancy, uh, whatever, are uh, in fact uh, happy about it, Steve, then uh, what do we look like three months from now, uh, four months from now, going into uh, the new year? Or let's talk first about 80 days from now. Uh, how are we looking, Steve? I mean, the present does appear to be back, but can we relax? I mean, we can't relax, can we? We must play this thing through. Oh, no. I mean, look, this this went from a race when it looked like, you know, Trump was, you know, uh, really down in the polls and really, you know, like looking like, you know, was a, a bit of a long shot. And now I never would never say that about Donald Trump, though, because remember when they said, it's a 90% chance that Hillary Clinton's going to win the election. Remember that? 90%. Right. right. Uh, so the, the polls have been wrong about Trump. But, you know, what I notice is just that everybody's really uh, charged up again. You know, we're, we we uh, we all as conservatives uh, and Republicans and people who care about this great country of ours really see the stark difference now between these. You know, because I don't even think the Democrats want the economy to get better. They don't. They, they're. They are agents of crisis and chaos and mayhem because that's what they want. And then they blame them. Have you noticed this, you know, they cause the mayhem and the crisis and the chaos, and then they blame it on Trump. Exactly right. And, folks, that's exactly what we were saying to you, that there are a group of people, call them Democrats, who say they want things, and then they go about making certain that it never happens. That is where we are with uh, well, the— Let me, let me give you an example. Go ahead, I'll give you a good example so you know trump did this in addition to the payroll tax cut he's also done this executive order to stop evictions and by the way i'm not even necessarily in favor of that but you know that's what the democrats want so he did that the eviction that you know for the next uh, i think six weeks there's no evictions and then he also did something uh we you know did 400 dollars a week extra unemployment benefits now those are the policies democrats want <laughs> they've been they've been you know, uh, you know, uh, pouting and, and, and agitating for this for, for months. So Trump does it through an executive order. And now they're saying, no, Donald Trump, you cannot protect people from evictions. No, you can't give people unemployment benefits. I mean, don't they sound totally hypocritical? I mean, Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you know, uh, Steve, then let me ask you this as far as Americans not understanding that eventually somebody has to pay. Do we grasp that in this nation? Because, quite frankly, Bernie Sanders, I don't think in his wildest dream, could have spent the kind of money that we have spent. Talk to us. Well, I'm very nervous about that, CL. You, you and I talk about that a lot when we go on the road together. I mean, we we need to make sure that our financial house is in order. And, you know, I hate to tell you this, but right now, this year, we're looking at borrowing three or four trillion dollars that's like three times the all-time average and that's before that's without pelosi's three trillion dollar spending bill three trillion she wants to spend. i mean we're spending trillions of dollars like they're candy uh and i you know i i think you're right bernie sanders is an avowed socialist 
I don't think in his wildest dreams he'd ever thought that we would spend this kind of money. So we have to act fiscally responsibly. Pelosi wants another trillion dollars for states and cities. He wants another $500 billion for schools. Why are we giving money for schools when they're not even open, for goodness sakes? Yeah. And Steve, now this coronavirus thing, um, we talk, uh, I talked to Gordon Chang uh, often on this show. And of yeah. course, uh, I know that the president is being challenged now by Russia, China, and Iran. The, the election, I do believe, is uh, definitely being interfered with by them. Steve, um, how's the president handling? And you, give us your bird's eye. I know you, you, you're in with the president a lot. Give us your bird's eye uh, view on how the president is coming out of this fog that he seemed to have been in here these last few, uh, this last few weeks. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm a big supporter of the president. I worked for him, uh, you know, when he was on the campaign as a senior economic advisor, and I've worked with him on many projects. I'm part of his economic recovery task force. I just say that as way of background by saying, you know, I'm a great admirer of this president. But see how I've really felt like the last two or three months he's been off his game. You know, he just hasn't been the same. He hasn't communicated well with the American people what he's doing and why he's doing it. And that's why I watched that press conference on Friday uh, in New Jersey. I don't know if you watched that. Yeah, yeah, I did. But I just was cheering. I was like, it's the old Donald Trump. He's back. (laughs) The fight is not, you know, the... And, you know, people are, you know, because he took it right with the Democrats and he was funny. He made fun of these liberal crazies. Uh, he knew his stuff. He was command of the facts. That's the Donald Trump that's going to win this election. And so, yeah, I, I see a real reversal. I think this weekend you're going to look back at this and say that weekend and the second weekend of August. That was the weekend when Trump turned this around. Because I think right now this has gone from a big a race where Trump was a big underdog. Now I think it's 50-50 race, uh, CL. That, what does that mean? Yeah. If you like Trump, if you're conservative, if you're a Republican, if you believe in this country, if you love America, we've got to fight. Fight, 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 fight for the next two months. We cannot let our guard down. This is going to be this is going to be a brutal race, right? So everybody's got to get it. It's all hands on deck. That's what I'm. All saying. hands on deck. Co-founder club for growth. My friend, writer, uh, of course. Don't you uh, think that's true, CL? We oh, need no everybody. doubt about it. We need everybody. No doubt about it, Steve. If in fact, and see the enthusiasm that you have right now is the kind of enthusiasm that all of us must have going down the home stretch. And, you know, I, Steve, when you were saying that, I, I actually heard that Kentucky Derby announcer saying those immortal words, down the stretch they come, baby. And that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what's happening, man. Listen, well, we Steve. Make sure that we don't let the left out, uh, you know, outwork us. You know, we've got to outwork them because they're going to have massive amounts of money. You know that they're going to get all that money from George Soros and all the billionaires in Silicon Valley. But we got to work harder. We got to knock on the doors. We got to convince our neighbors. We got to use social media. You know, we've got to use voices like yours that are so, so effective every day. And, and this, this is incredibly important. As my friend said, you know, this is an election between the people who hate America and the people who love America. Steve Moore has been my special guest. Always my blessing to have you on with me. Steve, we've got to have you on here uh, again in, in, in at least the next week uh, to get some input on some things that may be developing. Thank you so much for your friendship. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Uh, let's all keep the faith. Okay, yeah, have, a, have a great week. Talk to you soon. That was Steve. Steve Moore, my good friend there at uh, Freedom Works Economist, uh, Steve Moore. And uh, hey, you know what, uh, folks, when we think about where we got to um, help groups like Freedom Works 
freedomworks.org. Go to freedomworks.org. And, um, of course, become a part of a movement that Steve Moore is a part of. I'm a part of. You can become a part of it just easily. I'm not talking about it doesn't cost you anything. And you get a chance to, 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 to express yourself and become a part of people who are expressing themselves. You see? Without fear. Combating the fear, folks. Because that has been our big problem. Fear. And even though Teddy was, uh, I mean, not Teddy, yeah, yeah, no, that wasn't Teddy, that was um, Franklin, Franklin Roosevelt, was a big lib, the king of the libs. <laughs> he did say something um, in the heart of World War II that made him a four-term president. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Being an orator myself, he was brilliant. The man was brilliant. If you ever, if you ever get a chance to read some of Roosevelt's speeches and then hear the radio replay of them, that's been cleaned up to the quality, close to the quality that you have today. He is almost spellbinding. He's, he's just, he's not quite as spell. Adolf Hitler is spellbinding. There's something satanic about him. I'm telling you, there's something satanic about Adolf Hitler. I'm telling you, he's the guy is spellbinding. I've, I've seen many speeches that he gave before throngs, throngs of people spellbinding Roosevelt was almost except Americans don't get that spellbound unless you take them into Guyana or something unless you take them out of America and brainwash them or take them up on a mountain or put them out in Texas somewhere and then cut them off from the rest of the world Americans don't get spellbound much I mean, we got all-you-can-eat buffets. We don't get spellbound much. <laughs> I really enjoyed having uh, Steve on with me. Always great to have Steve on with me. Um, the insight that he gives from his perspective, having a bird's-eye view, um, is always good. We bring Gordon Chang in. You know, it's it's always good. I got to bring my Michelle. You know what? We got to work on bringing Hannity back on the show. He every time I go on his show, he, you know, he he just doesn't say that to be saying it. He means it. He'd like to come on the show. I'd like I'd like to have him on. Uh, so let's work out with Linda to get Hannity, to get Sean on the show. Let's work out with Linda Linda to get Sean on the show. Okay, and um, because you know we have access to just about everybody you want. Mike Lee, we haven't had Mike. Lee. We gotta have Mike Lee on the show. We had Mike Johnson not long ago. Uh, Bill Cassidy, get Bill on the show. There's a lot of people that we need to. Um, John Kennedy, we haven't done that interview with John Kennedy. We were supposed to do that in D.C. And so let's get John Kennedy on the show. Louisiana Senators John Kennedy and David Cassidy. Um, 
Put them in the lineup. Let's get them in the the rotation quickly. Yeah. Let's bring Mike Johnson back in. It is, my friends, um, incumbent upon you to know that if this election does not uh, take, uh, does this, you know, it's going to take place. But if we don't know who the president of the United States is for several days, um, you know how that's going to go. You know how that's going to play out. It ain't going to be pretty. It ain't going to be good. Now, I want to, um, it looks like Antonio Banderas has COVID-19, a great actor, total liberal, but he's a great actor. You know what? And I'm, I'm not glad to see that he's got COVID-19, but it does show that um, even the super liberals like he is, they're, I guess he's doing social distancing. If not, uh, the whole thing is hypocritical. You know, you you come down with that. Mm, Yeah. And so, (laughs) you're hearing all these talks about Trump wanting to be on Mount Rushmore and all this kind of stuff. Yada, yada, yada. Trump's never asked to do that. No. No. And I want to share this thing that Bill Gates says that U.S. virus testing has mind-blowing problems. Now, this is where Gates, uh, you know, and there's a lot of people still out, still trying to determine whether or not Gates is the Antichrist or not. But um, Microsoft founder and billionaire philanthropist Bill Gates said it's uh, mind-blowing that the U.S. government hasn't approved COVID-19 testing that he described as slow and lacking fair access. You're paying billions of dollars in every inequitable way to get the most worthless test results of any country in the world, Gates says on CNN. Uh, Farid uh, Zakiria, GPS, uh, that's the on Sunday. No other country has this testing insanity. Now, Dr. Gates, I guess, um, uh, knows better than the, the Dr. Fauci, huh? Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. that You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop.
hands are lifted high. Our hearts are bowing in reverence. When you are one of the richest men on the planet, you tend to believe that um, what you think and the way you see things is the reality. Because you live in your world. And you have the money to make things happen that other folks just don't have the money to make happen. Money makes things happen. Let's just be honest. Let's be uh, real about that. Money makes things happen. Yeah, money makes things happen. And Bill Gates has the money to make things happen. That's why this is going to be uh, one of those uh, elections, because Bill Gates uh, is uh, is a never-Trumper, no doubt. There's certainly Soros is. So you have money. But the ultimate thing that boils down is to you, the American, um, this time for sure voting uh, in a way that's coherent and you, you actually know you voted. And the way that you know that is that you go to the polls usually. And you vote. But the fear-mongering that has gone on uh, over something that really hasn't occurred yet and still won't occur for the next uh, 85 days is um, we haven't voted. And we haven't heard anything from the candidates as far as debate is concerned. And you have people, if... You have all of these ballots floating around out there. You have people in 16, I think it's 16 states, 14 to 16 states. I think it's 16 states who will vote it before there, there is any debate. How, how, how do you vote before you hear the debate? The, the uh, platforms and the things that are on the table, how do you vote? How do you do that? Folks, I'm telling you, if, you, if you're if you one who's thinking that you're doing something that's good, that's I think you're absolutely uh, misled. Because, see, Bill Gates is saying <clears throat> to you, and what he's saying, that does actually implicate both parties of um, the... Uh, Democrats and Republicans. It implicates them both. But you don't go on CNN on uh, not Zakaria's show uh, and mean the president any good. You know. Gates reiterated that he expects the U.S. to largely get through the pandemic, but the end of the next by the end of the next year, as therapeutics and vaccines become available. Yeah, by the end of 2021, you see. So Gates' outlook is doom and gloom. And it's mind-blowing to him that um, you can't get the government to approve the testing because they just wants to say how great it is. Well, is it? Is it not? Is it great? Is it not great? 
are we testing more than any other con- any other uh, people on Earth? I mean, on, on the on on the planet, or aren't we doing that? Is that true or false? I think it's true. So, what's really the complaint here? Is that he doesn't like the way it's being done? Is that what it is? That's what it is. He doesn't like it. And so he has the voice and the ability to, to say he doesn't like it and make people believe that somehow there's something really wrong with it. Why? Because he doesn't like it. And folks, let me tell you something. Um, you can start um, this type of stargazing and uh, billionaire, you know, jock sniffing and all this kind of stuff if you want. But you can become a slave to this. And, and micro, as far as Microsoft is concerned, and heck, we're already there. And, you know, you take a guy on radio talking out, saying something like I'm saying. I mean, you know, hey, I, I rung that bell a long time ago. They already know. That. I mean, I already, I already know that I'm being, you know, looked at and tracked and all that. I already know that. And like my father said many years ago, you, you live until you die anyway. So you say what you must. Act how you must on things that you must. As long as you can. You live until you die. Go where you need to go. Be who you need to be. And don't be afraid. You cannot live life in fear. And for the first time, and I'm telling you something, I never thought I would see this. I never thought I would see this. But for the first time, I I, I am seeing a sheepish America. And and that, that sheepish America, to me, is one of the most sickening things. To see Americans just, you know, they seem almost paranoid if they don't have a mask on. Because they're afraid they're going to die. Then they'll drive off without a seatbelt on. <laughs> you know, you, you, do, do you understand how, the ludic- how ludicrous this is, huh? Are you hearing any of this? You know, the paranoia is at a point where everybody's just afraid of not having a mask on. You drive off without a seatbelt on. Or you go and you um, eat a pork chop uh, <laughs> gravy and rice, you know, cornbread. Uh, meal. But uh, you're scared of that coronavirus. <laughs> oh, it is so. It is so funny. It's so hilarious. The type, the level of uh, ludicrous that this has reached. Oh, it's okay. Clog those arteries. And this is what I really want to know. Listen, I want, I want to know this. I want to know how many people in nursing homes died of the flu last year. I want to know. 
because uh, coming out of February, the winter, yeah, I want to know. How many always die? Have, how many have died of the flu or do we even count that anymore? Do anybody die of the flu anymore? Or is it always going to be coronavirus now? Huh? What's that? What's it going to be? And 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 how how are we, are we truly being duped? Oh, hey, I know people have died of this thing, but I just don't believe the magnitude because it doesn't seem like nobody. It doesn't seem like there's any other numbers being recorded. Doesn't seem like people are dying of anything else. Heart attacks or nothing. Strokes, and they're not dying of that. They're dying of corona. Which leads me to believe that something ain't right here. Which makes us want to examine those those numbers. How many people die of a flu period? Colds. How many how many die? Do we want to know? So we're not skewed as we often are. And you know that's true. We're often skewed toward one side or another. By whom? By the news media. Oh, yeah. Manipulated. Told what to think. Programmed in ways that we never thought we would be. But we we are. You know, I was out, um, where was I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out with my daughter uh, yesterday. I was with Miranda yesterday. And um, we uh, had some, um, my oldest child, uh, and we went and had some uh, Mexican Mexican food after church. And um, I was sitting there talking to her about uh, that thing that I've shared with you, is that racism there we were in a Mexican restaurant and of course there were genuine uh, Mexicans in the restaurant authentic Mexicans in the restaurant and food was authentic it was great the carnitas were fantastic the pepitos yeah check it out and um, they're in Shreveport in Shreveport Louisiana pepitos go by there really nice place and so um we were talking about how we looked around. There was all kind of people around, you know, and everybody's laughing and smiling and talking and eating, having a good time, you know, enjoying their Sunday afternoon. I didn't feel any racial tension. I asked my daughter, I said, Miranda, you know, she didn't go to the restaurant. And I said, you know, I could probably walk up to any one of these tables and just say hi and whatever and move on. And they'd do the same. Move on. Wouldn't be any racial tension. Go to Walmart, be the same deal. Walk up and down the street, be the same deal. No racial tension. But I told her, I said, you go home, though, and you turn on your television. Open up your browser and your phone. That's where the racial tension is. That's where it exists. So that means that there is indeed a method to this entire cancel culture. And I want to get back to that because 
Even though I admire the young minds that I work with, I know that they really don't have a panoramic view of what this is all about yet. So what they do is offer their equity, intelligence, sweat, what have you, youthfulness to the cause, paying their dues along the way. While those who do have a panoramic view from there to right now, help them um, use that knowledge to build our future. That's the partnership. That's where it should be. So, my uh, good friends, let us then work toward preserving not changing our culture. No, but preserving the culture because every drop of sweat, every drop of blood, every whiplash across anyone's black back, slave or free in this country, every slave who drowned trying to be free so he could bring his family uh, with him is a part of the American legacy and culture. You can't cancel that. You can't cancel that. That's who we are. And just because you don't like it, that's no reason to cancel that. Are you hearing me? you hear me so um, friends be vigilant because this is um, 80 what is 85 days out and you don't want to wake up November 4th and then we may not wake up November 4th knowing anything anyway of course we're going to be those all nighters I'll be doing some commentary somewhere, I'm sure. But um, U.S. virus testing has uh, mind-blowing problems, according to Bill Gates. Of course, his job, his mission many times is to keep uh, up um, certain animosities. That's what he likes, he likes to do. Yeah. Um, postponing football games, that's not good. But they can't open themselves up to lawsuits, can they? <clears throat> Guess they can't. Can somebody sue you if you get the flu? Can you? I mean, you know, I mean, can you? I mean, can you sue somebody if you get the flu? Hmm. And they tried to do everything they could to keep you from it, but can? Uh, but can you sue them if you get the flu and don't die? You just got the flu. Yeah, I don't know where we're headed with all this, but it's not a good place. I can tell you that it's not good. This ain't good. So I trust each and every one of you. 
is up for the task ahead of us because it is something that we are tasked with as citizens. If you call yourself a patriot, you're tasked with the next 85 days. That's what Steve Moore was rallying us to do. We are tasked with saving our republic. It can go away, and your way of life that you have known will go away. I'm telling you it will. You will not know it. You will be uh, in that situation where you're always on the defense. You will always be fighting. You'll never be uh, on the deep because they will be coming after you. So now is the time to go after them. Because after Election Day, if you're not careful, you will be on the run. You can become an enemy of the state after Election Day. If you wake up and that puppet, Joe Biden, President of the United States, Yeah. That is a real possibility. And I'm not talking about the uh, the kind of change when we talk about refusing to change that um, you know, the liberals want us to experience I'm not talking about that kind of change. I'm talking about a change of attitude toward the way we do business. That's what we have to change. The attitude toward the way we do business. Now, the one thing that can hurt us all, and they come in various shapes, forms, sizes, colors, uh, you know, genders, everything. That's bad advisors. This quote by Sir Francis Bacon, he that gives good advice bills with one hand and he that gives good counsel and example bills with both. But he that gives good admonition and bad example bills with one hand and pulls down with the other. I'll be back with uh, the final segment of C.L. Bryant's show today over Red State Talk Radio and throughout the Fruited Plains, Loving Liberty Network as well. Thank you so much. I'm C.L. Be right back. Don't you go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up you thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand 
stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you, home stretch CL Bryant show. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show. Download free the C.L. Bryant Show app on your phone or favorite device and um, come along with us daily as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation, the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is the United States of America. The book of Proverbs 1320 is, uh, re- records, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. America, what's it going to be? Simple as that. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but he, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Uh, Everything that I have seen Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer do is indication enough for me that they are the the, the company of fools. Being in their company is the company of fools. They are so ideological that they can't be Americans. Their ideology that will destroy the, what they are ideological about will destroy us. Kill us dead. So you, you come to a point where you have bad advisors. And right now you have bad, you have a speaker of the house who is not in her right uh, mind. I don't talk about she's crazy or anything like that, but she is self-destructive. She's delusional. And she's taking advice from people who are bad advisors. Do you think Ocasio-Cortez is a good advisor? Is Bernie Sanders a good advisor? I don't think so. I don't think so. Your mindset is shaped by those you spend your time with. Did you hear what I said? I said your whole mindset is shaped by those you spend your time with. These days, Pelosi and company are spending more and more time with the extreme left wing of their party. They're afraid of them. They're afraid of Ocasio-Cortez. Yes, they are afraid of her. Are you hearing me? They are afraid of her. They're afraid of Omar. They're afraid of Bernie Sanders. They they think they have one good shot at winning the White House, and Joe Biden is the only horse they can ride right now. And I'm not. I'm still not convinced that he's going to be the eventual nominee. I'm still not convinced. I'll believe it when I see it. That's all I can tell you. Listen, the people you spend your time with, the people you respect, those that uh, you take advice from, they shape your mindset. The cause many advisors spread 
what happens to too many of us is that the people that we take advice from many times they are spreading their own ignorance and misinformation. So what you must do, and this was something that Dr. McMillan uh, advises, you then must be discerning about who you listen to. I don't, I don't like listening to people who are very, very loud. I like listening to quiet people. See, if you're as loud as I am, I see, I'm not loud away from here. I'm not loud off the radio. I'm loud when I stand up to speak. But if you know me as a friend, uh, you know, as a, a companion, a confidant, you know, you, as your pastor, if you know me as your pastor and I'm counseling with you, I'm not loud ever, ever. Only when I'm on this show and when I'm out on the campaign stumper, uh, firing up some grassroots people, am I loud? But my nature is quiet. Very quiet nature. Uh, most people are shocked uh, when they get to know me, how quiet I am. But anyway, if you are poor, um, well, check this out. I mean, Proverbs, Proverbs says something in the 11th chapter of that book of Proverbs, where no counsel is the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety and multitudes of people that you can say, hey man, tell me what you think about this. Or hey girl, tell me what you think about this. And, and, and let me tell you something that I have found very helpful to me throughout the years, and Jane knew this to be absolutely so. Um, I take advice from both men and women. Because my wife, of course, being my greatest female advisor, my greatest female advisor with her. In fact, if Jane wasn't on board, it wasn't going to happen. Anybody who knows me knows that. You know, do you, and the strange thing about it, Jane's the only one who, who always doubted that. Are you kidding me? Ask anybody who knows me. I will tell them up front, if Jane's not on board, it ain't happening. And she knew that. <laughs> she always got her way. <laughs> but anyway, um, that is, my friends, the beauty of multitudes of people who can counsel you. There's safety in that because you can weigh this opinion against this opinion. And you may actually hear another that you haven't heard in any of those opinions that stands out unique among itself. And, you know, uh, that's what I try to bring to the table as a, a, a consultant. When people bring me in to do consultant work, I um, bring to that table perhaps another facet I'm able to tap in and chip off, chip away another facet that perhaps they have not seen. That's the value of being a consultant. You have to bring something to the table that perhaps they're not seeing. Or you bring up a, a, a portion of what you offer to the table that no one else has to offer. That's what increases your value. And counselors can help you determine those types of things when you weigh yourself against their counsel. 
God sends people into your life. I truly believe this. That does and will offer the right kind of advice to you. If he let him order your steps through his word. The Bible. That's, that works for me. You can try anything you want, but I'm just telling you what works for me. The word of God. Now, if you are poor and you do not need to wonder if you need new advisors, if you are poor, you do not need to wonder if you need new advisors. Are you hearing me? All of us are in debt. I'm not talking about not being in debt. And if you're in big debt, you need new advisors too. I changed my advisors. Yeah. But in these times, just about everybody's in debt. But, you know, you can still work your way through it. But if you're poor, hear me now. If you are poor, you may need new advisors. You might even need new friends. Because your mindset is shaped by those you spend your time with and with those you respect and those you take advice from. And most of the time, poor people are spending time with other poor people. And they don't get the advantage of seeing the mindset of others who are not poor. If you are poor in this country, the one thing that you need to perhaps consider, and that's getting yourself some new advisors and perhaps surrounding yourself with some new friends. That's necessarily saying throw away the old ones. Get you some new ones. Get you some new friends. That's important if you're poor. And if you're not doing as well as you think, you ought to be doing. Get you some new advisors. Surround yourself with some new friends. And and, and you know what? Don't, don't expect to be embraced immediately by those that you are trying to uh, surround yourself with or whose company you're wanting to be in because you are still going to bring with you uh, an, an odor that has to be taken away gradually through being prosperous. Prosperity begins to change even your smell. Are you hearing me? And I'm talking about somebody who's bathing in cologne. Oh, God, I hate that. <laughs> I hate it when somebody comes around me that's been bathing in cologne. I'm not allergic or anything. It just is something that says something about your character. It's an insecurity there, in my estimation. And you have to be that loud and smell that loud. I just think there's an insecurity there. Uh, daddy used to call them sissies. And when they were smelling that loud, my dad, now this is my dad. I'm just repeating my dad. He would say, 
wow, he must be an out of town sissy. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get slapped around for that big time. But it's okay. You know, it's a free country. I'm not saying anything. That the old folks used to say the word sissy. And if they smelled extra sweet with the cologne, the old dudes would say he must be an out-of-town sissy. He's trying to gather attention. And what I'm saying, how did I get there? That's bad advice from somebody. (laughs) He needs to change his advisors. He may not be a sissy at all, but he smells like one that the old people would say. And you know what? If I get in trouble for saying that, shame on you, America, for allowing our culture to go in that direction when you can't say that what's on your mind. Because you are certainly called names by those who hate you for calling them sissies or whatever you're calling them. You're called worse names than that. Deplorable ain't exactly a nice and kind word. But yet we cringe at me saying the word sissy when they can readily and easily call you deplorable. Well, I thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day, and I thank him for our men and women in uniform who defend our right around the globe to def- to speak our mind. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm C.L., and may God bless and keep you all. Mm-hmm.